In the words of the legendary Lou Gellerman, hello, dog fans, and welcome to the Sound the Siren podcast, because everything matters. As usual, I am your host, Hooligan7, joined tonight for a coverage of all things softball by TSIO's own Coker. Coker, how are you doing tonight? Doing great. Good to be on with you. Talk some softball. Yeah. Why don't we just uh, dive into it? Although I will, I will call out uh, if you want to do. Uh, we could do the, the. What are you drinking this evening for me? I actually am going to call out or shout out to two of uh, our huskies from across the country in honor of the two two huskies from the Peach State. I'm drinking an Ecliptic Karina Peach Sour. How about you, Coker? I'm actually just drinking water. I'm on a, a no soda uh, April. Unfortunately, <laughs> it's very painful <laughs> right now. Yeah, no fun. I, I don't. If I had to do, yeah, I don't know that I could do that. <laughs> it, it's it's rough. We're halfway through, and i've I've got the I've got the itch for some some caffeine. That's for sure. Sure. All right. Well, we will dive right into it. And I think the first uh, topic that we would we'd uh, chat about, wanted to talk about, is uh, is how uh, great uh, Gabby has been, and then kind of intern from there. Um, what we think about the the pitching uh, when Gabby's not on the on the yeah. Well, on the hill or on the um, on the bump. Yeah, so obviously she's she's at a super high level. Last year I was a bit worried, but um, with her pitching, she was just didn't seem herself. And then you know we've learned a little bit more about her schedule last year. Basically flying from straight from Australia uh, for Olympic trials, and then coming into Seattle and just starting up with the season. So she was definitely in a in a place that you don't want to be in uh, for starting your college football, uh, college softball season. Um, but this year, you know, that was one of my big questions was, is Gabby going to be back to the first two year Gabby that we saw? And she is that and more uh, right now. I mean, I think she's the two pitchers down at UCLA are great. Um, Rachel Garcia and uh, Megan, I can't remember her last name, but uh Gabby's definitely one of the top three pitchers in, in the in the game right now, for sure. And that's a huge, huge deal as we get ready to get to the end of the season here and head into postseason. So, um, yeah, she's she's just firing on all cylinders. I, um, I'd absolutely echo that. And the, the one stat that just kind of that I took a look at the stat line before we hopped on tonight, um, took a look at she has allowed 98 base runners that's across 67 hits 25 walks and and six uh batters that she's plunked um but she struck out 227 so she has 2.3 times more strikeouts than base runners than base runners allowed yeah i mean (laughs) and it's not just like the the reason she's just so fun to watch and I, i hope everybody is watching her but um She's just such a different pitcher than you'd expect to have those numbers. Um, I think Daniel Laurie actually said this, or maybe it was Amanda Scarborough from ESPN, but that Arizona game where Gabby was just incredible, uh, those two games actually, um, against one of the best lineups in in softball. Arizona has two Olympians on their team and just hits like crazy. And I mean, the stuff she was throwing just moves she's not throwing 70 miles per hour, you know, like you see from a lot of those, these great pitchers of the past and current. Um, but she just has so much movement and it was either, like I said, Daniel Laurie or Amanda Scarborough said, it reminds him a lot of like prime cat Osterman from Texas. Um, 
And I was like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, but I've never seen a pitcher, a softball pitcher, um, have the movement that she does. It's just incredible. And it's so fun to watch. Absolutely. And, and then uh, from from that certainly bright spot to, um, I don't think it's been by any stretch disastrous, but it's certainly an area of concern and for a program that aspires as we do, you know, year in and year out to, to contend and win the national championship and for us to get back to, to Oklahoma city this year and, 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 uh, climb that mountain again, uh, pitching after Gabby, what do you think? Yeah, that's the, and we are spoiled because we have a great all American pitcher, one of the, you know, best of the past five, 10 years for sure. But it's, you know, a lot of teams would be happy to have a, you know, Kelly Lynch as their number two pitcher or, or Sarah Willis or Brooke Nelson. Um, but like when you go from Gabby to Kelly or Sarah or Brooke, um, the, the thing that's just so worrisome for me is that, that who's that second pitcher, right? Now you got to hope that when we get to, hopefully we get to Oklahoma city, but you know, in regionals and super regionals, we just got to hope that, we can get through it, Gabby, and then get to the World Series, and then it's going to be Gabby all the way, I would think. But um, I just don't feel like we have that number two, uh, for sure. I it to me, we've seen enough innings from from them to, you know, Kelly comes in, and I'm just nervous. That first inning is so important for her, and and she walks so many batters. I was looking at. Uh, stats earlier and and she almost has as many walks as as Gabby has and Gabby's thrown like 90 more innings and Sarah Willis has thrown even less than Kelly and she has you know 17 walks or, or something like that and Gabby's got 25 on her season so um there's just a lot of wildness and and you know softball is a weird sport like Gabby came in as a freshman and was just lights out right away that does not happen often so i'm not saying that kelly lynch and sarah willis and brooke nelson can't be good pitchers here you know softball it takes time to to get used to this level in college and and get there so i'm i'm very high on especially sarah willis i think um and kelly misses a lot of bats too but for right now man do i wish we had a number two like you know like we had with taryn um, I guess Gabby was number two in that season, but uh, just having that number two pitcher where if, if if Gabby's not on her game, you can go to that pitcher and be confident. And right now, if we go to that second pitcher, that second pitcher is walking some batters and, and we got to score runs then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that was the thought that I had is that that you go to that second pitcher and you could get a great outing, um, but but you also probably the chances that you're going to end up in a in a seven to five or a an eight to six or 10 to eight um, where the bats really need to, to bring it yeah. um, to win, particularly in the, you know, in the, you know, the regional super regional or, or, or uh, Oklahoma city setting. Um, anything else that you wanted to touch on uh, with pitching or, um, or does that kind of segue us into to the next topic, which has been that the, the bats have gone a little quiet of late. Yeah. I, I mean, just with pitching again, I think it's just, it's really going to be, can we, can we really rely on Gabby for, you know, I think we can get through regionals um, with, you know, pitching Kelly or, or uh, Brooke or Sarah uh, here and there. But when we get to super regionals and on, I, I think, I don't think you can go to anyone but Gabby. You're going to live and die. So that's, that's kind of where we're, 
where we're at and that's probably the last thing i have besides uh talking future of the program after a little bit later in the show so sure so yeah and then on to uh what do you think of the fact that the that it seems that over the last maybe weekend or two bats have gone a little quiet is it uh, you know kind of a moment do you see it as a, a momentary blip on the radar or a cause for deeper concern about the the prospects for the season yeah i think that's that's like the million dollar question for me right now um our offense was really solid for most of the season uh you know some some players are just off and on sometimes but um we were we were scoring runs you know definitely one of the best offenses in 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 softball uh you know in, in the conference we're a top three offense and probably in the nation i think top 10 offense uh but the i actually just pulled up the numbers because i just felt like boy this last week especially against oregon state who does have a good pitcher mind you but um it's still oregon state we just were so bad uh with the bats and um and i actually went over we played cal the week before that so that's eight total games uh over the last two series and I went through the numbers for our top seven hitters, and that's uh, in the order, right? We go, we go Sis, Sis Bates, Billy Klingler, Sammy Reynolds, Morgan Flores, Noel He, Kelly Lynch, and Silent Rain. Um, and over the last eight games, and these like three of the four of these players are all American level players. Um, so, so Sis over those last eight games is batting three oh seven. Now again. Translating from for people that watch a lot of baseball, 307 is a, you know, you're doing really well in baseball, but softball, that's not great. And Sis is a four, 400 plus hitter. She, she should be, you know, 425, 450 or something like that. So she's hitting 307, well below average. Bailey Klingler is hitting 240, um, well below what she can do. She's, she's an All-American in my mind. Sammy Reynolds is really struggling, hitting 174 over those last eight games. Um, our best hitter over that time uh, of these top seven is Morgan, hitting 320. Um, then you have Noel; he is hitting 240. Kelly Lynch is hitting 227, and Silent Rain is hitting 222. So that those top seven hitters last eight games are hitting 250, and it's just like, like again, 250 is not good. And that's against Cal and Oregon State. Um, I'm choosing to be positive. I know that may be a surprise for a lot of people, but um, I think these these players are just too good of hitters to be hitting that. I think they're going to come out of their funk, and when it when they do, um, I think there's going to be a big, the opposite of regression, right? <laughs> I think they're going to we're going to see a, a lot of positivity. But we got Oregon coming this week, and I'm I'm not going to lie, I'm concerned. Um, you know, if we couldn't hit Oregon State's pitcher, who, like I said, is pretty good, are we going to be able to hit Oregon's pitcher? Are we going to be able to hit? We got UCLA after that, right? Like, with with their UCLA too, yeah. is is in my opinion, you know, the top team in the country, uh, them in Oklahoma probably. But, uh, you know, we got to hit, and um, I'm just, I I will say I'm I am worried about that, but I think we'll learn a lot this weekend. Um, and I'm hoping that it's just a little mid-season dip because these are definitely these those numbers are way out of character for these hitters. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know, like I looked at it, um, I didn't break down the the last sequence of games like you did there, but like you know, Sis and Bailey are the two 
two players on the team that are over 400 for the season. Just right now, even with that dip, is hitting 432, which um, definitely shows that what she's capable of. You yeah. know, if if you factor a, a, an off week, you know, an off yeah two weeks in what she was hitting going into that, um, you know, Bailey and and Morgan are, are leading are, are co leaders on the team with RBI in RBIs at 37. Bailey's leading with with eight with uh, 12 bombs. But but yeah, I, I you know here's hoping that the that they need yeah, to restock just, the the scoreboard lighting. After yeah, this they, they just got to get there, and it's just all of a sudden we all all the players went cold at the same time. You know, Lily Agan has been hitting well. Uh, Jada Lynn was hitting well. Um, she was out this past weekend, I think, uh, with a funeral situation. I, I'm guessing so. I know she's away from the team, um, but before that it was just like you know a couple hitters weren't hitting well but all of a sudden this past like two weeks and especially this last week um it just the whole team just went whoa like what happened you know and and yeah sis sis is a 400 hitter she should be bailey should be a 400 hitter sammy should be a 400 hitter silent rain should be a 400 hitter and then the you know kelly lynch morgan flores and no no he can all you know just driving some runs and hit hit over 330 or something like that so yeah uh, they're, the, just, they're just not quite there yeah so. yep yeah mid mid 300s is is a good expectation and you know hopefully and then some of them you know pop a little over that or, or get hot at the yeah. right time for or us. just get on base yep exactly. yeah and and hopefully we don't need to bunt as often with power bats which <laughs> is one of my own minor pet peeves about <laughs> Yeah, I, I think sometimes Coach Tara's, and I think, and, and I, I, it says so on my Twitter profile, and will for the foreseeable future that that Heather Tar is the standard by which I evaluate UW coaches. Um, yeah. That is the only, only, only like, do we really want to do that? <laughs> um, kind of comment that I have uh, in watching Washington softball is when we use some of our, you know wanted or or bats that the other team fears to yep. move a runner over um it's yeah. not the same small ball move you know it's i think we yeah it's just not the same small ball team that i i had hate bunting past. yeah i hate bunting in general as long you know if it's a slapper fine i i get it you know but uh a true sacrifice in softball is just with it being a seven inning game and you have 21 outs to play with like giving an out is just so painful to me in softball and especially you know i i could understand we're you know we were talking before the show like it's not 2009 when we were trying to get one run in so we can win the game with daniel laurie right we're we have a much better oh man i remember that 09 team like we had you know your top three hitters and then after that it's like oh god let's just get back to the top of the lineup okay <laughs> so yeah get on base and move on. yeah as bad get as we're base. hitting yeah, as bad as we're hitting right now, it's it will never be that bad again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, which does we we we've kind of touched on it a little bit, um, but let's dig into it. So, so the rest of the season, we've got the you know starting this weekend, we've got four at home against the Ducks, uh, yeah. on the road for four at UCLA, four at home against Utah, and then four at Stanford. Um, what do you hope for out of the rest of the season? Both, what do you hope to see, you know, in record wise, to put us in good position to set us up um, yeah. for for the postseason? What kind of what would you hope to see over the course of the next sixteen games? Yeah, I'd really like to see, um, you know, th- these next. So we'll just go to Utah and Stanford. I think are the last two series. I so just so everybody's aware, this year we're only playing we're playing four conference games. Uh, it goes 
one game on a Friday, two games on a Saturday, one game on a Sunday. And the second game of the doubleheader on a Saturday is not a conference game. So that's important to remember. Um, so what I would like to see from those Utah and, and Stanford games is is sweeps, uh, you know, um, just 4-0 or 3-1 and with not losing the a conference game. So that kind of settles that. We, we need to beat those those teams for sure. Um, and then for Oregon this week, I want to see us, uh, w- you know, win the conference series. So go two and one in those games. Uh, obviously I'd like to see us just win every game. Right. But, um, I, it's kind of a, it's a different situation because you're playing four games, right. And these are really good teams. So you're happy to, to take two out of three in the conference, uh, game. And that's going to be great for, for our, I think it's RPI they do for softball, but you know they just do their own rankings too. But if we get two out of two out of three um, against Oregon, I'd be very happy. Um, and then UCLA, like, oh boy, <laughs> you know, get get a win in there. Um, but they're they're beatable. They they have some trouble scoring sometimes too. So, um, and and we do have Gabby, and that's a that's a big deal. So, um, you know, I I'd, I'd like to see us, and we are down in LA. So I'd say two and one against Oregon and then get a win out of UCLA um, would be a really good, and then finish it out with uh, Utah and with eight in a row. Yeah. With, with eight in a row or, you know, seven and one or something like that. Um, And then that, that sets up, sets us really well for uh, being a host of regionals and super regionals. So um, yeah, that's, that's what we need to do. And yeah, boy, this is a huge, this is a big, these next two series are just huge. Um, and I think we'll learn a lot about our team, especially the offense. Yeah. And I will also say as a, as a fan, um, uh, if, if there was ever a time, I mean, we, we had always want to host regionals and super regionals, but after a year and a half where um, we haven't been able to go, you know, into, into Husky stadium, into Husky softball yeah. stadium, into Heckhead to watch a game, um, if there was ever a time to to want us to be able to be in position to to get as much as many people as possible, and and I and I will include myself in this, if um, if if you know the the government and and the and it's safe to do so, I want as many people involved yeah. as possible in Husky Softball Stadium yeah. um, come the tournament, and just to get back to to that semblance of normalcy, and um, I was I'm ready to go that, crazy at a Husky game again. Yeah, I, know. I was really hoping that they would be they'd open some, uh, some seats for this weekend, but I think with, with player families and then, uh, player guests from the opposing team too, sure. I think there's still, you know, it's just not quite big enough stadium, but, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully for, for when we get into regionals and especially super regionals, we can get, uh, you know, 50% capacity or something like that, maybe. Yep. And then moving from there to, um, one of, and one of the ideas that they could theoretically do is they could also throw some people into to those last few sections of Husky Stadium mm-hmm. um, that could look down and get get a few more fans. I mean, they'd be yelling and cheering from further away, but I'd yeah. do it. <laughs> I've sat there. I I love the that's a great view for for uh, they open that up for super, for regionals and super regionals. So, okay. And I've sat there and I I love it. It's a great. You first you get the great view of the of the lake and the eagles and but then it's just a great view of the. You can't call it, you can't tell a strike from a ball, but other than that, it's, uh, it's beautiful up there. I love so, it. you know, not as good for anyone that wants to, 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 to ride the blue a, a little bit, but yeah, 
but anyone else that wants to just enjoy good softball. <laughs> yeah, I specifically yeah. got season tickets so I can uh, heckle the umpires. <laughs> That's pretty much the only reason I did. <laughs> hey, there's a reason that that you know my my you know call signer nickname and you know Twitter alias is Hooligan. Uh, it's it's been well earned in the in the confines of uh, of Heckhead. By, uh, yeah. I promise. <laughs> and and I'm sure you know you're coming from the women's basketball uh, world. The softball umpires are just the worst yep <laughs> like it is so bad out they're just what awful. is it about women's athletics that the officiating just takes even a further step back in a conference that's known for bad officiating in the first and place i mean it is it, and it's it's really at the ncaa level for softball because um they must have like a program because if you watch the home plate umpires they are all are taught to do the exact same thing with balls and strike calls and it is just, it's slow, it's mechanical. Um, so you never know, like, because it takes them three seconds to get to their strike call if it's a ball or a strike. And then on top of that, they don't have a, an idea of the strike zone either. So, <laughs> you know, like Gabby throws a pitch, you know, right off the corner that should be a strike in softball. And you're just like watching, you're like, okay, I think that's a strike. I think that's a strike. I think, oh, it's not a strike. Okay. You know, so like, it's brutal. I feel bad for the people that start watching it at Super Regionals and then in the world, called World Series and like this, these umpires are terrible. It's like welcome to you know welcome to the past three months of hell. <laughs> Maybe as a as an encouragement thing, we should uh, we should put uh, a tape of just the last little bit of uh, of Naked Gun in the in the umpires yeah. locker room of Frank Drebin and yeah. balls barely across the plate strike. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Granted, he made some some interesting calls there at the end too, but yeah, <laughs> but let's speed it up. Let's speed it up. Um, all right, touching into uh, you know uh, future of the program. Certainly, um, we you know there there will be some you know I we're not in, done with this season by any stretch of the imagination, but there's mm -hmm. certainly uh, a bright future ahead. Kind of talk me through what what you're seeing and kind of what um, you know as as this this season ends and we move into the next season. Um, obviously, there will be some big misses. Um, yeah. You know, who who's going to fill those gaps? Who who are kind of the next rising stars of the program? Yeah, I. It's just such a fun time to be, uh, and this is why I've I've said in the past, like get season tickets. It's a great program to support. Um, they're very appreciative of season ticket holders and donations, um, and it's you know, it's fun. You know, like the games are great, uh, especially. I would just pay the price for season tickets just to go to regionals and super regionals. But um, coming up, I I believe Gabby's coming back from what I've heard, just from what commentators have said during games. And, and I know they're talking to Gabby and and just from some things that she said, I think she's coming back. Um, she, you know, she can't. She's a senior, but everybody's getting an extra year now. So um, she has that ability. I Hopefully she gets to go to Tokyo for the Olympics. Mm -hmm. um, and it would be ridiculous if Australia did not have her on their national team. Let me just say that, you know, um, but if we can get Gabby back, um, that is obviously massive. Um, especially when you consider Rachel Garcia is probably done at UCLA. Um, and, you know, the conference is always going to be good, but you know, we get Gabby and the big thing, Gabby getting her for another year is we have two pitchers coming up in the 2022 class from the Midwest. And I'm hopeful that 
that can be our our next group along with Sarah and and Kelly and and Brooke. Um, but if we can get a bridge to those two coming in with Gabby being our ace next year, I think it takes a lot of pressure off of uh, you know Kelly and and Sarah and Brooke for next year to not have to be the you know the crew that's out there putting up innings and stuff. Cause I, I just don't think they're quite ready. I think Sarah's going to be on number two next year. I'm hoping, but um, you know, we lose, we lose sis at short who is the best defensive shortstop I've seen uh, all American, great player, great energy. I think that's kind of, that might even be the biggest thing, right? Uh, besides the fact that when a ball is hit to her, you almost, I, I haven't, been around a uh, a softball player in the infield, right, where the ball is hit to someone at shortstop or second, and you're like, you're not slightly worried. Um, she's just so good. But we lose this. We lose um, Morgan at catcher. Uh, hopefully we get Gabby back. And then after that, we lose Taryn Atley, who's not playing much this year, our second baseman. Um, we lose Kaya Gibson, who's playing a little bit more than Taryn, but she's kind of an outfielder first baseman. And I, I don't know about Noel He, but but really that's that's where we're at, right? So we lose an all-time great shortstop. We lose a great catcher. and um, But we have coming in Kenzie Fiedler from Missouri, who's the number one recruit in the nation, plays shortstop. Um, we have Riley Holtorf coming in, who's a top five player in the nation, uh, who's a middle infielder. Um, you know, Bailey could play shortstop. I'm, they're going to have a lot of options next year. Um, and then we have a catcher coming in from Texas. Who's a top, top 50 player. And Jen Cummings from last class is from the area. Redmond, uh, high school, really prolific hitter in high school. That's also a catcher. So, so those two will be battling it out. And again, Bailey can play catcher. So, um, there's just going to be, it's going to be more of the same, a lot of talent and um, a lot of offense, I think. And if we get Gabby back, it's just going to be more of the same, you know, another, another I would expect another top five team um, on paper for sure. Yeah, that, that certainly would be the, um, I, I think, you know, when we, you know, when I talk about Tara as the standard, like she's got the program where she's, it's just, she's not, you know, it's not rebuild. It's just reload. Um, mm-hmm. And, and she's recruiting at a level like uh, the, to pull kids like she did with, with Lynch and, and Agan from, from, you know, from across mm-hmm. the country. Uh, I, I'm a dead horse on this. I know I beat a dead horse on this one, but like to recruit two kids from across the country for a sport that starts in February and is played outside to come yeah. to Seattle. Yep. He's insane. And then to do it with, with, with Fiedler, who's from Missouri, you know, to come out of region. Yep. It's just insane. And, and it's just, it's so great to see. And, and it's, it, it's certainly a reason that I continue, like she gets it. And like, and it's not just the, the on-field success. It's, you know, you'd never hear a bad thing um, about yeah. the way, about the way these players represent the university. Yeah. Um, she runs just an impeccable program. Um, I've had a family member that kind of randomly even bumped into to Coach Tar um, <laughs> at jury duty, um, <laughs> and then the same family member ended up going to to one of the the regional games a couple of years ago, and, and Coach Tar like a month or two later remembered her. Oh, nice! Yeah. So it's um, 
Yeah. It's all good things, and it's it's an incredible program. And if you're not paying attention to Husky softball, um, by now you really, really should be. <laughs> Please do so. Yeah. It, Please do it's, so. It's it's a great sport too. Like I I just I grew up around it with uh, like we we're talking before with Eve Gaw and Kristen Rivera was like Kristen Rivera was like my hero. Um, Jamie Clark, uh, Sarah Pickering, all, all those players. Um, but yeah, it's. And the thing with Heather is, you know, six years ago, you know, she won the national championship in 09 with Daniel Laurie and, and Ashley Charters. And, you know, and then they had a little bit after that. And then those, those mid 2010s, it was a, it, you know, early 2010s, mid 2010s, it was a little bit of a struggle. And, and, you know, she was not, you know, our offenses were so bad and, um, it just wasn't good, you know, and, and I was getting to the point where it's like, yo, we need to, we need to be better at softball. Right. And then boy, did she just absolutely get it going here in the last six years or so. Um, yeah. And, but what she's done is just, she's taken recruiting to another level. Um, and it's, you know, it's, again, it goes to just show the power of, of Washington and, and especially when you, when you're getting to the world series and, and, uh, college softball, it is such a b big platform, and that's where you know these recruits want to play. Is they want to be on the w in the World Series, and and we have a great program that shows really well. Uh, they're very tight. They have a great energy. I I think they're like one of the if you watch college softball a lot, they have one of the best just team chemistry energies that you'll see. And and now we have a a, a dedicated facility for them being built. It's going to be ready for the fall. That is going to be huge for recruiting and just for uh, the players not having to to be inside Dempsey uh, for hitting practice when it's raining. That they're going to have their own their own facility, which is great. We need. I, I hope people put keep pressure on Jen Cohen to upgrade the stadium. The softball stadium needs to be upgraded. Uh, it's one of the last ones they they did baseball for some reason, you know, and baseball is. Is not the program that softball is, but uh, you know, I'll just and not leave, even, that, yeah. leave yeah. that there. I, I think that was it's not even a, close. I mean, it, it, it yeah. could and it should be like there's no reason yeah, that it, baseball shouldn't be yeah. good, but Agreed. historic success, like it's like honestly, it's the it's the men's it's the U.S. men's national team versus the U.S. women's national team. It's like, yeah, exactly. who proves yeah. it? Yeah, period. And it's like, like <laughs> you know, we've had that great baseball stadium now for years and. We're, you know, we got one lucky run into the World Series, and you know, and had now to forfeit Megs has some been of the here forever. And you know, I don't want to get into the baseball po podcast, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just want to see that stadium be, be a great stadium with where it's at and everything like that. And, and, and it would be, to my mind, it would be so easy to expand and put more permanent seats in behind. You can, yeah. um, you could build on top of the like on top of the road and have seats in the outfield, um that sit or you know at least a few rows that like sit yeah. above where it's almost like a, a tunnel i've got it all planned out like i don't really think they need to do much um i think they can keep the existing stadium um and just do some upgrades some seating upgrades for sure right for the for the infield mm -hmm. they need a new press box desperately yes desperately <laughs> they have a car they have a uh, plywood roof on the on the press box like so you have these espn broadcast crews coming in and if it's raining they're gonna get 
they're going to get wet. <laughs> so they need a new press box. So what I would do is is keep the keep this existing stadium, new seating, new press box. I would put a cantilevered roof over the top, you know, just over the stands a little. It doesn't have to be huge or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would expand the the bleacher seating, make mm-hmm. it a little bit bigger for you know for capacity out in sure. the field. And then I would, uh, where the batting cages are, mm-hmm. I would just extend the stadium seating down that line a little bit yeah. more, uh, you know, for, for permanent good seats. Um, yeah, no, that that's absolutely. all I do. And it, and it wouldn't be, uh, you know, the biggest project in the world, honestly. So, and not the most costly project in the yeah, world. It, would, it would not. So, and yeah. certainly we have the donor base that should be able to support a project like that. Yeah. And, and I guess in hearing you say that, yeah, I think I I agree with you. You know, instead of putting stands out and out and left, um, I think that there is the unique feature of the stadium, and that you can hit a ball into the lake. As um, yeah. to going back to you know to touch briefly on my history as a UW softball fan, um, one of the names that you mentioned, Kristen Rivera, was was the star oh, of the gosh. team when I started going. Yeah. Uh, was during my time as a student, and um, I had. Like I, I just had class schedules that that were conducive to to attending softball games, and so I just you know I was on campus for a couple of classes on Thursdays and Fridays, and I just wandered down to softball and sit in the stadium with the mm-hmm. the the Olympic sports pass. And um, I think one of the first games I went to, she she absolutely just torched one. Like yeah. it it didn't just like kind of get to the lake. It like it was still probably thirty or forty feet up in the trees. Yeah, like one of those heading big out tree shots. Yeah, yeah, it was just like. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> she she is, uh, she's like the one player I'm. I wish was still like, still had eligibility incarnated because she is perfect <laughs> for this for era this of softball. Sure. Oh yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. like just this, the the big bat era of softball. She was way ahead of her time. Yeah, as a hitter for sure. A mold breaker. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. Anything else you'd like to cover uh, before uh, we we close things out for the evening? No, I don't think so. I, I just would encourage everybody the next two series are, you know, top five teams playing each other. Uh, and and again, recalibrate, right? Like, it's not... Um, it is a series. We don't need to win every game. I want to win every game, but we're really trying to get to uh, be in a strong position for for seeding, and, and you want to be a, a top eight seed in the tournament so you can host Super Regionals. Um but yeah, we got Oregon this weekend starting tomorrow, um, and then UCLA the week after. And I would really encourage everyone to watch. And if you're ever considering getting season tickets next year, do it. It's, I think it's about two hundred twenty-five dollars, or or something like that. And that's for the infield seating. Um, it's a, it is a bargain, and it like I said, I would pay that price just for this for the uh, regionals and super regionals. So hope everyone does and and support them and donate to them and. Yeah, and watch watch them get better and better as the years go on. All right, Coker, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, we'll wrap things up with uh, uh, a, uh, a recitation, uh, and I will just say that uh, I truly believe in, in what their hashtag is on, on Twitter, Mighty Are the Women. Go dogs! Thanks for listening, and we will be back soon with uh, football conversation tomorrow with the usual gang. Thanks for listening. Go dogs.